Hi folks, FPL General here recording a new episode of my 59th Minute FPL podcast recording on Tuesday the 31st of December, the last day of the decade, looking ahead to game week 21. So it's been a while since I recorded, I think the last episode was before blank game week 18, so just just a quick review of how things have gone for me since then. So I had a very good game week 19, got myself 76 points, that saw me go from 200k up to 91k, so I was sitting, sitting pretty at 91k, then activated the wildcard in game week 20, which was always the plan, and as most people have done, so this season, once you play your wildcard, you get a nice big fat red arrow. So managed just 50 points in that car crash of a game week 20 so went from 91k dropped back down to 140k so still pretty happy with that if you offered me at the start of the season to be at 140k at the turn of the year i would have taken that all day long so looking forward to the second half of the season now i'm actually looking forward to you know the schedule going back to normal it's it's been a bit of an overload of 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 football and, and fpl it's it's great having having you know games on the tv almost every day but it's it is a bit of an overload in terms of fpl with all the rotation it's a very tricky period i think you just got to try and weather the storm and then once things go back to normal, hopefully the, the green arrows will return then. So just to touch on, on the wildcard squad, I made very few changes. It, it's It's been a pretty odd season for me in terms of the wildcard. I felt like I could have you know survived without it. So the only, the only changes I made, I think I made five in total. The Pope went for Matt Ryan and I got uh, Button in as well uh, as a subkeeper. The idea there being if Matt Ryan picks up an injury or a suspension i don't have to make a goalkeeper transfer there because i can just use button tomori left for soyunku you know not having a leicester defenders first half of the season hurt me quite a bit so i like having soyunku now next next four or five fixtures are, are pretty good uh what else did i change I, I got rid of abraham and i brought in rashford so that one that one worked out you know first game week rashford outscored Tammy, pretty fortunate to get that late goal and, and three bonus points for Rashford. Um, that was it, really. Romeo came in as just a you know 4.3 million budget third bench player. Apart from that, everyone everyone remained the same. So the current setup going into game week 21, Ryan and goal, back three of Alexander-Arnold, Soyuncu and Martin Kelly. Midfield, Salah, Ali. De Bruyne and Grealish, and then a front three of Rashford, Jimenez and Vardy, who's most likely going to be my captain this week. Bench then is Button, Rico, Lundstrom and Romeo. So that's how I'm set up for the second half of the season. So yeah, it was it was an odd one with a wild card. As I said, I probably could have survived without it. Um, you know, second wild card, you know, the fact that I've played my, my first one very late... I'm probably gonna, you know, keep the second one probably to play around, you know, game week thirty for those, you know, double game weeks around that time. So I was keeping an eye over the Christmas period as well. I haven't been able to watch a lot of games. You know, I've been in my mother's house. Um, I'm sitting and sitting in her kitchen recording this podcast. I've got the microphone propped up on an empty box of Quality Street. All I've done back at home is is eat. So I'm looking forward to getting back and. Getting on a health kick in January. Um, so yeah, hopefully the sound quality is okay on this one because I'm not recording in my usual location. So yeah, I've been keeping an eye on, on the minutes as well. There's been, as far as I know, there's been no new members 
joining the 59th Minute Club. There was quite a lot of 58-minute appearances. Had a couple of people sending me tweets. I think Tomori, uh, Jeff Hendrick, Callum Robinson. There was quite a few close to it, but... I don't think there's been any new members to the club since you know since since the last podcast. Going to touch on the watch list now. Um, just going to touch on players I've added over the festive period. So the first one, a couple of defenders here: Joe Gomez at Liverpool, five point one million. I don't think it's any coincidence that since he's come back into the team, they've picked up four clean sheets. He's got bonus points in two of those four games as well. He's, he's been excellent in the games I've seen him and, and in the highlights I've watched of Liverpool. Gomez has been excellent in the last couple of weeks. So I think he's a really good option now at 5.1 million. You know, lots of questions coming in about double game week 24. Do we go double defence? Do we go double attack? Um, if, if Gomez can keep his place, which I think he can, you know, there's no sign of Matip or Lovren coming back anytime soon and and I think Gomez has played well enough anyway that even when those guys are fit that he could keep his place alongside Van Dyke. that has been a very good partnership the last couple of weeks so Gomez definitely of interest to me now he's on the watch list uh, at 5.1 you know a, a budget route into that Liverpool defence another defender Mason Holgate 4.4 million Looking back on his minutes, the last 11 games, he's played 90 minutes in all of them. So he has become a a regular at Everton. And I was interested to see would he keep that place under Ancelotti. And he has done. Uh, He's he's having a very good season. Uh, You know, 4.4 million. Again, very nice price into that Everton defence. Everton do have Man City next. But after that, they've got a nice run of fixtures. So again, if anyone's looking for a cheap defender, I think Holgate is a good option there couple of midfielders now, Anthony Martial, who I was very close to getting on my wildcard squad. I went for Rashford instead. I just felt I trusted Rashford more so. But having watched that Burnley-Manchester uh, Burnley Manchester United game, I feel that Martial might actually be the better you know, FPL asset from Manchester United. Now, he's, he's cheaper, he's a midfielder, and he looked a lot more threatening in that game as well. He, he probably could have had more than, more than one goal in that fixture, so... You know, the double up, I, I kind of said going into my wild card, I didn't fancy the double up, but it's something I may do, so, you know, may look to in the near future. I may look to get Martial in, even though that I, even though I have Rashford in there. So, three goals in his last two games. Uh, as I mentioned, he looked great against Burnley. I've got Deli Alley in my f- midfield, and a lot of people are shipping Deli Alley, which I feel, it, you know, it's, it's justified because I think it is three blanks in the last four. I didn't catch the last Spurs game. I did see the highlights and, and Ali looked pretty threatening in that game. So that was enough for me. I'm going to give him the Southampton fixture to save himself. If Ali blanks against Southampton, there's a very good chance that I will move him on for Martial then for, for game week 22. Because, you know, Martial basically offers the same thing. He may offer even more than Deli Ali and he's, and he's about a million cheaper. So I think that's going to be a very popular move this week. Ali to Martial, or, or if not this week, then the next week. And it's definitely something that's in the back of my mind. Sigurdsson, the forgotten FPL legend of the last decade, 7.3 million. Got an assist against Newcastle. I think that's only his second assist of the season. Uh, you know, could be rejuvenated under Ancelotti, as you know, quite a few of these Everton players could. Sigurdsson's got penalties as well, which is always a bonus. He's, he's only 2.6% ownership, so... I think Sigurdsson could be the ultimate differential for the next couple of weeks. Maybe not 
for this Man City game, but but thereafter. So you know he's on my watch list for for the first time in quite a while, Sigurdsson. So again, maybe if I'm looking for an alley replacement, if he disappoints me, um, you know Jack Grealish is probably going to leave my team soon as well. Going to give Grealish the Burnley fixture and probably lose him before Villa play Man City. So again, Grealish to Sigurdsson would be an option for me there. So yeah, Sigurdsson is is one I'm going to keep an eye on. Uh, I'll, I'll watch him closely against Man City to see how he looks. Watford are throwing up quite a few options now. You know, bit of a manager bounce going on there. How long will it last? I'm not sure. I'm not going to rush in to get their assets because at the end of the day, it's still Watford. You know, it's not they're not the most exciting FPL team. Uh, but this guy Saar in midfield, he's he's caught the eye. Uh, two goals and an assist in the last three games. Six point two million. Uh, looking at some of the stats from game week twenty one. Um, Sorry, gaming 20 from Fantasy Football Hub. Saar had five shots in the box against Aston Villa. Now, five shot in the bo- shots in the box is great. It's, shots in the box is a stat I always look to for, for FPL assets. But the caveat is, you know, it was Aston Villa. And they've been pretty poor recently. You know, I would fancy myself to get a, a couple of shots in the box if I was playing an attack against Villa uh, at the moment. So, Saar, 6.2 million. You know, it is a punt. But again, you know, would be a nice differential for, for the next couple of weeks as well. So again, like Sigurdsson, Saar is a player I'm just going to keep an eye on for the next game or two and then see if, if they're worth a punt or not. Another Everton player I've added to the watch list is Calvert-Lewin, 5.8 million. He's getting hard to ignore now. Three goals in his last two. You know, Ancelotti's been talking him up. I think I think he's even said that he, you know, he's, he was keeping tabs on him when he was the Napoli manager. So... You know, Ancelotti obviously has a lot of faith in this guy, more faith in him than than I do, and it's it's. I think Calvert Lewin's one of those players where you know I've probably got a bias from previous seasons that I don't really rate him as as an FPL option, but I think that's something I might need to I need I might need to change my thinking on that because he has looked really good in recent weeks, and it's his price. He's just so cheap. Um, again, looking at the stats, um. Good, good underlying stats for the last couple of weeks for Calvert-Lewin in terms of, of goal attempts and chances created. So he's a bit like Jimenez, he, he's doing both. Um, when it comes to that price bracket though, you know, 5.8 million, around that 6 million mark, I still think I'd prefer Neil Mopai at Brighton. You know, I've been very impressed with him this season and I think I would have more faith in him, you know, as a long-term pick. But again, Calvert-Lewin, I'm, I'm starting to come around to the idea that maybe, maybe he could be a good option uh, for that third striker spot. But again, I'm pretty happy. I've got Rashford, Vardy and Jimenez up front. And I don't see myself changing any of those guys for the next couple of weeks at least. So I'm not looking for a cheap striker at the minute. But definitely Calvert-Lewin, one to keep an eye on. Moving on now to questions uh, from Twitter. Thanks to everyone who sent them in. I've picked out some of the the best ones here that come cover the you know the main talking points this week. First, from, first one is from Aditya Sen. Should managers keep the faith in Jack Grealish, considering Villa's poor form? So I mentioned it already. You know I've got him. Uh, you know he's been great last couple of weeks, but you know Villa are just really, really poor, and I don't really feel great about owning one of their assets at the moment. So Grealish for me, I want to bank my transfer this week. So that's the only reason you know I'm not getting rid of him. So I'm going to give him the Burnley fixture away, and hopefully he can get me something there. And and you know even if he does do something in that game, you know there's a good chance I'll probably let him go then ahead of the Man City fixture. I think there's there's just better options, you know, at cheaper prices as well. You know, Triori is the first one 
that comes to mind. You know, you can free up a million quid by going from Grealish to Triori, and you might even have yourself a better, a better long-term asset there anyway. So, I like that move. So, I'm going to give Grealish one more game because I want to bank a transfer. But I think selling them this week is absolutely fine as well, given how poor Villa have been. Question from FPL DC. This is the the million dollar question: Double Liverpool attack. Salah and Manny or double Liverpool defence Trent and Robbo for double game week 24 so I, I actually put a poll on Twitter yesterday about this um, three options I put three options double attack uh, double defence or undecided um, I probably should have added triple defence in that as well uh, in hindsight but the, the poll there was about 10,000 votes Sa- the, 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 the double up the attack and double up um Salamani got 40%, so that came out on top. The double defence got 31%, and the undecided got 29%. So I'm one of those in the 29% of being undecided what I'm going to do in terms of triple Liverpool for the double game week. On my wildcard, I left that third Liverpool spot open because I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go with another defender or whether I'd want to try and shoehorn Mane in you know, before that double game week. So I've got Salah. And I've got Trent, and I really don't know who's going to be my third. It could be Manny, it could be any of the defenders, it could be Gomez if he keeps his place, it could be Robertson, who you know I had earlier in the season. I like Van Dyke as well for that double game week because I think with fullbacks you've always got that slight worry that Klopp will rotate them. But where you know if you get Van Dyke, you know you're going to get 180 minutes from him, so that that's a big attraction there for me. So. I may lean towards Van Dyke rather than Robertson if I do go the double defensive route. But again, I think there's a question coming up on 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 Manny, so I'm, I'm going to come back to it in terms of you know why did I why did I go back to Salah instead of Manny on the wild card? So I'll come back to that one. But for me at the moment, I'm undecided. I think most likely I'll probably lean towards double defense just because it's easier to do. So you know, there's a lot of chopping and changing I would need to do to get to squeeze Manny in there alongside Salah. Question from Nikhil. And Nikhil asks, is Fabianski a cheeky differential goalkeeper for the upcoming weeks, including the double game week, given that he has decent fixtures leading up to game week 24? So, yeah, a lot of people are talking about Fabianski this week because he's back now. And obviously you get the extra game out of him because he has that double game week. And the fixtures are okay before that. I'm just getting them up here in front of me. West Ham have Bournemouth. Sheffield United, Everton, and then it's the double of Leicester and Liverpool. So the double game week is not great, but they do have decent fixtures before then. So I think I've seen you know people talking about maybe who still have Nick Pope, who's got a tricky run of games, maybe making the move from Nick Pope to Fabianski this week. It's probably a good time to do so. So I do like that move. You know, in terms of West Ham players for the double game week, I would say I probably own zero. There's very few that interest me. Fabianski is probably the only one. I've seen a few people talk about Antonio, but you know I, he's one of those players on my injury-prone list that I that I'm not going to touch this season. Um, again, you know we can assess them over the next three games and see if anyone emerges who we can take a punt on for the double game week. But again, fixtures, you know it's Leicester and Liverpool. You know I'm really not expecting much from West Ham in those fixtures. You know, def- and definitely not their attackers. You know, playing against two of the best defenses in the league, so. I'm not too bothered by West Ham, but yeah, I think Fabianski could be you know a good option, not just for the double game week, but for the rest of the season. He's a proven FPL goalkeeper. He'll make saves. You know, he's good at saving penalties as well, and and there should be a bit of a bounce under David Moyes. Well, I say there should be. You know, if I was a West Ham fan, I would be 
absolutely distraught that that he's come in. So you know maybe maybe they'll just be continue to be pretty poor. I think there's just as much likelihood of that happening as there is of being a manager bounce. But again, yeah, Fabianski, I think he's a fine pick. Um, but apart from him, I've got no interest in in the Hammers. Question from Abishek. Uh, Tammy Abraham keep or sell so I sold him on the wild card it was probably the the last decision I had to make on the wild card I was I was quite tempted to keep Tammy Abraham because I liked his fixtures and um, so he got his goal against Arsenal and he's got Brighton Burnley and Newcastle next before playing Arsenal again so I think those fixtures are pretty good for Chelsea attackers I think Tammy is probably the only he's probably the only Chelsea attacker worth having at the minute so I think if I had him after he scored against Arsenal, I think I would I would probably give him I would give him the next three games. I would give him Brighton, Burnley, and Newcastle. So I, I still think he's a very good option. Um so yeah, I've sold him. You know, I'm not gonna go and get him back in because I'm happy with my, my three strikers. But I think I would I would keep him. I like the Brighton fixture for Tammy this weekend. Um and I like the next three fixtures and even the Arsenal one thereafter. So I think I would be in the in the keep keep Tammy boat. Question from FPL Pat. This is the one about Manny. Yeah, good question here. Can you explain why you've gone back to Salah from Manny on your wildcard? So it wasn't it wasn't exactly a wildcard move. I had gone from Manny to Son uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, before the blank game week, and the plan then was you know I was I was going to be able to choose then between Salah and Manny on my wildcard, and if I, if I'm completely honest about this, a, a part of me regrets. Know, getting Salah over Manny and you know being honest about it I think I was probably influenced by the crowd on this one and you know being in WhatsApp groups uh, and, and 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 you know Twitter group chats and stuff like that and just you know that you know the hive mind on Twitter and Slack and everything else you know I, I kind of said all season that Manny was the one I like most when I watch Liverpool he, he's the one who passes the eye test more so than Salah for me uh, and when it came to my wild card I kind of put Salah in without giving it too much thought I think that might be an issue you know, I had very little time on the wild card because the the deadline ended on the game week finished on Friday, and I had to you know finalize my wild card by the Saturday morning. So I didn't have much time to think about it. And I think if I had more time, in hindsight, there's maybe more chance I would have went for Manny over Salah. Um, why did I go for Salah? I think you know Salah did look really good those maybe two or three game weeks before I wild carded. I think penalties was in the back of my mind as well, and and maybe I weigh you know I weigh t- too much on penalties. Um, it was very frustrating. I was I was out for dinner on what day was it? Sunday, I think that the Liverpool Wolves game was on. I was out for dinner with my wife, uh, and as 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 I usually do, I was watching the TV over her shoulder. She she was kind of half watching the game as well. But um, it was very frustrating to watch that game, having Salah captain and having got rid of Manny a couple of weeks ago. But again, it is only one game week, so I, I'm feeling you know I am feeling downbeat about going for Salah over Manny. But again, that that can change very quickly. You know, Salah could. Salah could outscore him, you know, next two or, th- two or three game weeks, uh, and I'll be feeling good about the move then. But initially, part of me does regret, you know, going back to Salah when you know I- I've liked you know Manny for most of the season. So, you know, maybe that will influence me to try and maybe shoehorn Manny in for the double game week. I think, I think I'll use my triple captain in that double game week on a Liverpool player, and I, I think I would feel more comfortable giving it to Manny. Than I would giving it to Salah just based on what I've seen this season. But again, I'll have no problem giving it to Salah if if I don't have Manny and I, and I just go for a, a second defender instead. So that's just a few thoughts on on why I went to Salah. Um, again, 
I don't think it matters too much which one of them you own, as long as you own one of them. And that's why I don't like triple. I don't like the triple defense idea. I think I do think you need to have either Salah or Manny for the double game week. Um, you know, given how Liverpool have been going this season, it wouldn't be a shock if they you know don't keep clean sheets in those two double you know double game week fixtures. So. I would have more faith in, in, in the likes of Salah and Manny to get goals than I probably would than in the defence to get clean sheets. So it's a tricky one. I don't think you can go wrong. You know, I think double defence is fine. I think double attack is fine. Um, you just got to do what you prefer. You know, don't don't let yourself get influenced by others. You know, there is other routes. Triple, maybe triple defence will be the will be, will turn out to be the right move. Maybe they'll get two clean sheets and, and Salah and Manny won't do too much damage. You know, not many people are talking about Firmino. I haven't ruled him out either. You know what, he's an easy move from someone like Rashford for the double game week. So, you know, if he shows a bit of form next two or three games, I'm not ruling that out either. And that, that's kind of why I like to leave the the third Liverpool spot open. And I may, I may leave it open until actually game week 24. I might not get my third Liverpool player until that game week. So I can get all the information and then decide which one is the best option there. So... Yeah, some slight regrets about selling Manny, but obviously that is heavily influenced by how the last game week went. So hopefully Salah can come good over the next couple of weeks. Moving on to captaincy now for game week 21. Again, I put a poll up with four options, Fardy, De Bruyne, Manny and Salah, just because I felt myself those are the four best options this week. There was around 7,000 votes cast. Vardy came away with 50% of the vote. He's going to be my captain this week. De Bruyne got 20%, Manny got 15%, and Salah got 14%. I think there's other options as well. Man City are at home to Everton. The likes of De Bruyne, uh, I've mentioned De Bruyne, the likes of Aguero and Sterling. Uh, Spurs are away to Southampton. People will be tempted to captain Harry Kane if they still have him. People who have Abraham, I think that's a good fixture for him away to Brighton. But again, I'm not looking past Jamie Vardy this week. He got... You know, game week twenty off, as did most of the Leicester squad. So they're going to be, they should be very fresh for that Newcastle fixture. I think Newcastle have got a couple of defensive issues as well. And you know, quite simply, FPL this season, when I captain Vardy, I get green arrows. When I don't captain Vardy, I get red arrows. So I'm just going to go back to him. Uh, I like the Newcastle fixture. Hopefully, he can get a couple of goals in that one and and get me back towards the top 100k. I think this week, not one to overthink. You know, there's probably a lot of these captaincy options that are probably at risk of arrest because they've played a lot of games over the Christmas period and Vardy is not one of those players so I'm just going to stick it on him and I'm not even going to give it any more thought. Transfers for me this week I've already mentioned I'm, I, I want to bank this week Um I'm going to try and arri- arrive at game week 24 with two free transfers um, just in case I decide I want to get Manny in for that one. Um, so I'm going to bank the transfer this week and, and I'll probably try and roll one as often as I can then, as, as I often do anyway. Um, I always like having another week of information and then having two free transfers. Uh, if I do want to get money for Double Game 24, I'm going to have to free up cash over the next couple of weeks. So a couple of ways to do so, you know, Ali could become Martial, Grealish could become Traore. So those are probably two, two moves I look at for... Um, for game week 22 so yeah pretty sure 100% I'm going to bank this week unless something drastic happens between now and tomorrow's deadline so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast I wanted to get one out before New Year's Day uh, apologies that I didn't get one out over Christmas just been very busy uh, over the Christmas period I've been running around we've been kind of be- between three houses 
my mother's house, her mother's house, and and her sister's house as well. So it's been a lot of driving around and and living out of a suitcase for the for the last two weeks. So we're travelling back to the UK on Thursday. Um, so looking forward to getting back into routine and, and back to normal. I'm actually looking forward to a weekend without Premier League action, just to catch catch breath, take stock, uh, and look ahead, look forward to the second half of the season. If you have been thinking about signing up to Patreon at any point this season, January is a good time to do so. Don't sign up today because today is the 31st of December. Patreon charges people on the 1st of, of each month. So wait until January 1st or January 2nd. Sign up. You'll get you know a couple of weeks free. And then before the end of January, you can just decide whether you want to keep going with it or you can decide to cancel. So patreon.com forward slash FPL general for more information any questions you have about my patreon offering just send me a dm on twitter or send me an email the FPL general at gmail.com happy new year folks enjoy the celebrations tonight whatever you're up to i think it's going to be a, a quiet one for me um i hope 2020 is filled with green arrows and you achieve your FPL goals Good luck in Game Week 21, folks, and I'll be back ahead of Game Week 22 with another episode. Cheerio.